0: The Air Attack with BC The Man can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today.
1: So. We ride, ride. We
0: slide, slide. We and we are back. Fortunately, we are not gas-powered on this show. No gasoline needed. My God, no waiting in line. Oof. Another science experiment taking place right in front of your very eyes, folks. Follow the show on Twitter at Air Attack Radio. Follow me on Twitter at BCAK the man. Yeah, you know what? Putting people up in their White House press room to tell you it's not a gas shortage, it's just a supply crunch is probably not helping the situation. I think people have been deprived of enough normal shit over the last year and two months, let's say where they're just kind of tired of hearing ridiculous explanations for why they can't lead a normal life. I mean, my goodness. Why don't you just have Fauci come out there and explain the gas shortage? Go go right ahead. Apparently, they paid five million dollars to get it back online. Some people are giving him a hard time for that. Honestly, whatever gets the gasoline back. I will say this. It's awfully interesting timing where this happens at the same time as all hell breaks loose out in the Middle East, where I'm pretty sure they have a little bit of oil there, too, and I would expect gas prices to sort of skyrocket. Right as the president's pushing a super green agenda, where basically if you drive an SUV, you are a murderer. That's just what it comes down to now. So, but it, you know what? It's all coincidence. Don't think like that. It's just a coincidence. Don't let your mind go down that that dark, dark path. No way. No possible way that's true. The other thing in politics this week that was interesting: about a week, a week and a half ago, this started, and, I, and you've heard grumbling about it, but it really got momentum. Where like I think six or seven states now are getting rid of the unemployment boost the 300 bucks a week, as if that's why people won't go to work. I'm sure in some cases that's absolutely true. You're never going to get it right where you have just the right amount of unemployment for just the right amount of time. But let's just understand something here. You owned like a yoga studio. You owned a gym. You're a personal trainer. You're a makeup artist. You're a nurse, but you're the kind of nurse that doesn't work in a in in a, in a place where they're doing essential work. Like maybe you're a nurse in a plastic surgeon's office, maybe you're maybe you're a nurse somewhere where they're doing elective procedures, and those places have been shut down, and in some cases they went out of business. You're supposed to go get a job flipping burgers now? What are you people out of your fucking minds? I mean, you want to talk about pissing people off? That is absolutely absurd. South Carolina did it. I think Montana, Idaho, now. What happens in Montana and Idaho, I don't think anyone in the United States really cares about. Beautiful places. I just don't think anyone really thinks of them as states. But I mean, you're talking about South Carolina, I think Alabama's doing it now. You can't do that to people. That's awful. Oh, your deli went out of business? Hey, Chick-fil-A's hiring. Go ahead. Go out there and get that 11 bucks 12 an hour. The other issue you have is because some of these goofballs and these teachers unions refuse to go back to school. I mean, by the way, it's almost Memorial Day now. You've almost, you're almost hitting your second Memorial Day of this pandemic. They refused to go back to school, so now someone has to stay home and take care of the kids. Not to mention, the people on unemployment, they didn't have unemployment from like September through December of last year. So You're at there sit, acting like they're just sitting on a big pile of money at home and refusing to do these crappy jobs. So I get both sides of the argument. A buddy of mine from Twitter, Andrew Gruel, celebrity chef, you might have seen him on Fox News or some of the some of the other news channels lately, he's talking about how he's paying twenty-one dollars an hour to get dishwashers, and he's still having a hard time getting them. So there is there is something to this story. There is definitely something on the employer side where they're telling the truth. There's definitely people gaming the system, but by the same token, you're just going to starve more people. I don't I don't see how that makes a whole lot of sense. Never mind who people are going to vote for. How about just being a human being? My God, you! Are, I tell you what, this would be a bad time to be a kid in certain places. Good Lord, man, people are funny. Um. Speaking of politics, the Golden Globes is off NBC. Why? It has nothing to do with the shitty ratings. Don't don't say that. This would never be about money because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association isn't diverse enough. No, that's really the story they're going with. It's been 78 years of giving out these crappy awards that no one cares about, and just when the ratings hit rock bottom this year, NBC decides, you know what? There's icky racism in this whole thing somehow. it's It's too racist. We can't put it on TV next year. Complete and utter nonsense. Absolute utter nonsense. I tell you what, Ricky Gervais basically (laughs) Ricky Gervais basically foreshadowed how this whole thing was gonna go. Once he called them out for being completely full of shit. I mean, he was he was hysterical. That monologue he gave a couple years ago was so spot on, it was scary. He basically was telling you this is the beginning of the end of all this stuff. People have had it with Hollywood woke bullshit. Now you can take it a step further and say, hey. If people have had it so much with this stuff, how did all these people win these elections in November? Hey, listen, I'm not getting into all that. They're still checking out certain states, what's going on in Arizona. And I think they're doing that in Michigan and a few other places, too. And they should do that. They absolutely should check out. They should do that every single year. Every time there's an election, there should be random audits around the country. That's just how it should be. That's how you get fairness. That's, That's just what it is. But you want to talk about fairness? I mean, once again, the people who ruin this stuff don't suffer at all. You know, the the, the the Hollywood actors, actresses, producers, directors who get up there and spew their political propaganda, which is, which is really what it is at this point. They don't suffer. It's the people who work for the award shows. It's the people who work at NBC. They suffer. ESPN even. They just got rid of Kenny Maine, who's one of the best. I mean, he's been there forever, and he's one of the best guys they have there. You're telling me you don't want Kenny Maine, but you do want Sarah Spain? What are you, out of your fucking mind? So what happens is the people that ruin these places and Disney's having a real big problem. Disney's having an issue now. I think they took it down now, but they were engaging in some sort of anti-racism diversity training, which always comes down to one thing. If you're white, you're a bad person. And somehow they hired these people to do this stuff and they got found out like they always do. Coca-Cola the same way. And Coca-Cola ended it, Disney ended it. So what happens is the people that push these agendas are never the ones that actually pay the price. So when ESPN's ratings go down, when the, when the NBA's ratings go down, when MLB's ratings go down, it's not Rob Manfred that pays the price. It's not Roger Goodell that pays the price. It's someone on the tail end of that industry. It's going to be a production assistant at ESPN. That's who's going to lose their job. Not Not the guy making decisions at Disney. No, no, no. No way. Okay? It's going to be people that work in the studio at NBC. They're going to lose money. They're going to lose their jobs in some cases. That's just what happens. And that whole thing about go woke go broke. Well, you know what? There's there's something to that. There really is. So I listen. Golden Globes after 78 years decides oh there's not enough diversity here. I'm sure that if that this year's show had killed in the ratings, I'm sure they would have been all about that diversity. Give me a break. Nine times out of ten, when somebody's blaming diversity or racism for the move they're making, it's just it's just a cover for what is a business decision, which really means they're just cutting costs. NBC is cutting costs because this shitty show is something that nobody wants to watch. People are absolutely fed up with celebrities. What did you think was going to happen after a year in change of being locked in, in your home? Did you think people were actually going to be more receptive to people who live in la-la land, who have no idea what they're going through, who really don't lose any freedoms because they live in little castles to begin with? They can do whatever they want. They can they can fly in private planes and go to all kinds of remote corners of the world. Did, did you really think they were going to become more identifiable as this last year went on? Gal Gadot, the woman who plays uh, Wonder Woman, an Israeli actress, you know, very good actress. A year ago, remember, she was recording that Imagine uh, little video, that compilation with everyone from like Sarah Silverman and all these, all these like Hollywood B-listers who are just desperate for relevance. And they're all say. I think Mark Ruffalo was there, you know, all the political just windbags, right? Nobody cared. Everyone's looking at it like, what are you doing? What, what, what on earth are you, is that supposed to be doing us a favor? Now she's taking heat because she made some kind of comment about what's going on in the Middle East. And I think, I think what she said was actually kind of true. They've been fighting over there for a long time and it's bullshit and needs to stop. I agree with that. I, th- I think basically 98% of the planet agrees with that. But maybe they would take her more seriously if she hadn't put out that ridiculous, insulting video last year. People have had it with Hollywood telling them how to behave. It's a joke. My God. Speaking of jokes, Elon Musk hosted SNL last weekend, and it was uh, it was pretty bad. It really was. I don't blame him. He was actually kind of charming. I, I thought the reaction from some of the cast was just more, you know, what we've just been talking about. Bullshit, out of touch, Hollywood politics. I know they're in New York City, but it's the same people. People had a problem with Elon Musk being super rich. And he's the richest guy in the world. I I think it might bounce back and forth between him and Bezos, depending on the day. Um, But if you got a problem with guys with money, what are you doing in show business? Who do you think produces TV shows and movies? that didn't make a lot of sense to me to begin with. I wanted to be fair. He got up and he said something about having Asperger's. And people were like, well, he's not the the first person with Asperger's. Dan Aykroyd has Asperger's. I never heard that Dan Aykroyd has Asperger's. I don't care. I had no idea. Elon even made a joke, said, well, at least I'm the first one to admit it. I don't know what's going on there, but people just had this idea that they were going to shit all over him no matter what he did. The show was bad. But if you think it's his fault, then you don't know how TV shows are made, okay? You have X amount of sketches. They are written by someone else. He's not a writer. That's why the show sucks unless they get someone like Mulaney or Seth MacFarlane or Dave Chappelle to host because those guys can write sketches. You tell one of those guys, hey, listen, we're going to have you host in six weeks. They're going to get right to work, and they're going to come up with three or four sketches on their own that are hysterical. And they're going to they're push the envelope a little bit, and if something goes wrong and, and someone gets offended, what do they give a shit? They just don't come back. They don't care. They don't need SNL. SNL needs them. SNL is just a bad, bad show. I thought the one sketch that was actually really good was where Pete Davidson played an astronaut. If you hadn't seen it, that is actually worth watching. The rest of it was just awful. I mean, the, the acting is terrible. The writing is goofy. There are a couple decent concepts. They did a Gen Z hospital where it's supposed to be a bunch of woke kids using a bunch of like corny expressions. The actors can't even pull it off. You will never see a more overvalued in their own minds group of people than the cast of SNL. And these people were threatening to boycott the show, you gotta be kidding. Also, when you got to Weekend Update, there's a couple jokes and then bam, they go right back to Trump. Capitol riot, they push all the same propaganda that you see on CNN and MSNBC. By the way, the Capitol riot stuff got old that day because all you had to do was ask yourself, how did those people get that deep into the Capitol building? How was that even, like can you imagine if they were actual terrorists? I mean, act, like can you imagine if that was ISIS? You think ISIS would have gotten that deep into the into the Capitol? If that were ISIS and you're gonna go ahead and believe and, and you believe what you want to believe, but if you really believe that the Capitol riot was legit and that you know, there was no stand down order, which now we know there was, and where they, you know, everybody was on the up and up of that day. Everything that happened that you saw in front of your eyes was was not at all staged. There was no there were no inside instigators, no one was letting it happen. You you wouldn't you would have lost like a third of Congress. I mean, they would have come in and just mowed people down. So what are you talking about? I, I don't, the Capitol riot thing is so goofy and so ridiculous and designed for one purpose. That's to keep Trump from running again. He's going to run again. I think I'm pretty sure he's going to run again if he's, if he's able to, I don't think it's going to stop him at all, but listen to weekend update, trying to push that down your throats. I just, it's so, it was just completely and utterly uncomfortable to watch. And then they bring Elon Musk in to do a bit about Dogecoin. And people were loading up on Dogecoin. Now, I'm full disclosure here. I have nothing to do with crypto. Nothing at all. Nothing whatsoever. I don't have one drop of crypto. But I know a lot of people who do. And a lot of people who had bought Dogecoin a few months ago are watching it go from like a penny to three cents. Oh, can we get it to a dime? Can we get it to 20 cents? I think it was trading at like 50 cents or 60 cents. One Dogecoin. He gets up there and they go back and forth. And it was actually kind of a funny bit where Michael Che and, and Colin Jost are trying to figure out, hey, what is Dogecoin? what is it and he keeps giving all these like convoluted explanations but hey what is it can you tell me what it is and finally michael che goes so what you're saying is it's a hustle and elon musk goes yes uh, what is he doing i couldn't believe it. i mean he was supposed to be one of the biggest advocates of this 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 cryptocurrency and then a couple days ago he goes online and he says hey listen Tesla's no longer taking bitcoin this is why you might want to be careful with some of the crypto stuff i know people have made a lot of money with it i'm not saying you can't make money there's got to be something there. I don't fully understand it. I'd be the first one to tell you that. But he gets on on Twitter and again follow me on Twitter at BC AK, the man. And he says, "Hey, listen, uh, Tesla's no longer going to take Bitcoin because Bitcoin uses too much fossil fuel in order to mine." So either I have zero grasp of cryptocurrency or Elon Musk is just a total psychopath who's trying to manipulate everybody and manipulate money in the process. One of those two things. Probably a little bit of both. Okay, so so basically you, you try to defend Elon Musk and say, hey, listen, he's just an ex- eccentric billionaire. He just does, you know, goofy things. But, you know, someone's got to do those goofy things because, look, he's going to take people to Mars. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Electric cars. All of you loved electric cars, but now he makes them and that's a bad thing. Hey, listen, it's, it's easy to take shots at a guy like that. I try to defend guys like that because I feel like people pile on. But then he pulls a move like he pulled on Twitter. He pulls a move like he pulled on SNL. And you say, you know what? Maybe he really is just an asshole. Tough to tell. Um, J-Lo and A-Rod have been broken up for about 10 minutes now. So, of course, J.Lo lo apparently now is back with Ben Affleck. Not kidding. They went from, I think it was the Golden Globes. It was the Golden Globes or the Oscars. They went from there straight to Montana and spent a week together. I understand what you're thinking. She's a grown woman. She can do what she wants. You know, she's a strong, independent woman of the 90s. She's not taking any crap from men. In fact, in fact men have been holding her down her entire life, and she's not going to put up with it anymore. Um, yeah, she can do what she wants. She can. And people can also notice what she's doing. You've been broken up for a very, very short period of time here. You were engaged to Alex Rodriguez. Now, neither one of you are famous for making relationships work. I get all that. I do get it. But weren't you guys kind of like living as a family? Doesn't he have like two daughters that you were kind of a mommy figure to? Weren't you guys yourselves just on some romantic getaway or maybe a family getaway? I'm not sure which one. In order to try to salvage your relationship? And next thing you know, you're not talking to Ben Affleck. You're not out to dinner with Ben Affleck. You're away for a week with Ben Affleck and everyone's got to find out about it. My God, you wonder why she has the reputation that she has. I'm sorry. But how many failed marriages, relationships? How many before, hey, you're just not good at dating? How did this whole thing play out? When did Ben Affleck just pop back into the scene? I mean, come on now. And it's not, I'm not saying she's old. She's not old, but she just turned 50. You would think at some point the behavior would change a little bit. The behavior would evolve with time, and it just doesn't. Okay, you're done. You're living as a family with A-Rod and his two daughters, and next thing you know, bam, you're out with the next boyfriend. You're away for a week, just like that. Come on now. Give me a break. Sometimes, i hate to say this, sometimes after you, let's say, break up with a woman, leave her, her behavior after the fact tells you everything you need to know. Okay, and, and listen, listen there are women like that out there. Okay. You break up with them. You leave them. You must know they will make a point of you finding out that, Hey, there's someone I'm with someone else. Now here he is. See him. They'll, sh- they'll show up where you hang out. They'll post shit all over the internet. So your friends get to see it and it gets back to you. They'll do something. It's just how it, they'll date someone, you know, or they'll try to, at least that's just how it is. This to me just seems like that kind of behavior. I don't know what went on in that relationship. And let's, let's face it. A-Rod's no angel himself, but the rumors you heard about this relationship were that A-Rod was talking to one of the girls from Southern Charm and that that was the major problem here. Are you telling me that J-Lo has had no contact with Ben Affleck this entire time and that somehow they said, hey, let's go wait for a week together? Hey, maybe because they're in Hollywood and that's just kind of what Hollywood people do. They want to be able to go do some fun shit and Montana's a place you can do that right now. I would kind of buy that. It doesn't change the fact that she was just living as a family with A-Rod and his two daughters. I'm sorry, Have you cons- I thought you loved those two girls. Have you considered what they get to deal with now when they go to school, if, they're, if their schools are even open? Hey, I thought J-Lo was like your new mommy. Yeah, we did too. Well, then what's she doing with Ben Affleck? I'm not sure. And if you think I'm being mean, or if you think I'm being sexist or misogynistic, hey, just, just reverse the roles. Let's just say A-Rod was back with one of his ex-girlfriends hanging out, shacking up in Montana for a week out where they shoot Yellowstone, okay? And J-Lo had two daughters and A-Rod, or two sons even. And A-Rod was around them, raising them, okay? Acting like he was sort of like a, a stand-in daddy. How would that go? How would that be handled by the media? How would J-Lo feel about that? So don't, don't sit here and tell me that there's something wrong with taking a shot at her when she just sets herself up for it over and over and over again. Okay, it's a joke, I'm sorry. I I never really thought that relationship was going this far to begin with. But I just, again, sometimes the way a female behaves after you leave her tells you everything you need to know about her. That's just just the unfortunate truth. I'm not the only guy to have learned that lesson, and I'm I'm certainly not the first, and I will not be the last, bottom line. Um, NFL stuff. First of all, the schedule release. The much-anticipated, much-awaited schedule release, which is just so important. You notice how the NFL has a big event like every month? Well, here we go. It's the schedule release. Um, going quickly over week one, Cowboys play the Bucs. You're not going to go wrong with that. Obviously, a lot of Cowboys fans out there, Bucks are Super Bowl champs. They open up on the Thursday night. Cowboys got to be good eventually, don't they? They just have too much talent not to be. If they can just stay healthy on defense. You know, they, they drafted Micah Parsons. They, they added a couple pieces. Cowboys should have a dangerous offense. Uh, obviously, Dak Prescott horrible injury last year against the Giants. He bounces back. I, I hopefully he's close to 100%. I'm a Giants fan, so I don't hope he's too good. But I like Dak. I really do. I think he takes a little bit too much heat. Uh, probably because he's part of the Cowboys. But they got a lot of talent there, including him. I, I really, I, I think. I don't know. I think the Cowboys, just with a, a couple breaks here and there, could be very dangerous this year. I really, really do. Seahawks play the Colts Jags and Texans the Jags are actually a favorite right now at the Texans that's how bad the Texans are expected to be and that's what Vegas thinks of this Deshaun Watson situation it hasn't really been resolved you haven't heard a lot about it over the last two or three weeks doesn't mean it's going away anytime soon You get the Chargers going into Washington that'll be a test Justin Herbert will get a get a dose of a really good defense right off the bat the Washington defense is excellent they're sort of an under the radar team playing in the NFC East NFC East was bad last year um, Eagles and Cowboys had no defense And, and just a, a, a slew of injuries Washington's defense is really good They had injuries on the offensive side of the ball The Giants needed a little bit of help everywhere But the Giants defense actually got really good NFC East is kind of interesting this year Any one of those four teams could win and Including the, Redskins, or, well, the Washington football team Whatever we're calling them now Steelers-Bills, that's a rematch of a Sunday night game from last year That'll be pretty good um, Niners going to play the Lions Boy, if Matt Stafford had gone with the Niners instead of the Rams That would have been really interesting Vikings play the Bengals, the Jets and Panthers. So here's the thing. I think the NFL does the Jets a favor. Why? They get the Sam Darnold game out of the way right away. The rookie quarterback goes and faces the guy that doesn't really face him, but he plays the team where where a guy took the quarterback that he is replacing. Here's why the Jets have been done a favor in that game, I believe. Even though their quarterback is making his first NFL start, that Carolina's not the worst place to play on the road if you got to play on the road. They get Sam Darnold in his first week with Joe Brady. I think Sam Darnold, after six or seven weeks with Joe Brady, is going to be scary. I think he's going to be really good. Joe Brady's the same guy. I think I mentioned this last time. Same guy that turned Joe Burrow into Joe Burrow. Simple as that. Uh, Cards and Titans, that'll be a fun one. Browns and Chiefs, another playoff matchup. That'll be a fun one. Um, The Chiefs are like five and a half point favorites. You already start looking at some of these games and you say, hey, you know what? Browns and Chiefs, five and a half points. Boy, if I could tease that up to 11 and a half, I got something there. A little bit early for that stuff. You don't know who's really going to be there. Dolphins play the Patriots. That seems like almost a yearly thing. The Packers go and play the Saints. Is Aaron Rodgers playing or not? No one seems to know what the hell this guy is doing. He's got everybody guessing what he's going to be doing, including the Packers. I wonder how much more of this before the Packers fans just want him gone. It just seems like a lot of drama with him. A lot of people think that he wants to be the permanent host of Jeopardy, where he was good. He wasn't great, but he was good. And I I think he could actually be even better if he got comfortable. People tuned in because they like him. People tend to like him around the country. Packers fans, I don't know. I think he's kind of getting on their nerves. You got the Broncos and Giants playing, which is interesting. And I give the NFL credit for as much liberal, woke nonsense. You can be liberal, you can be conservative, you can still be my friend, that's fine. But when you go overboard... And you push and you push and you push. It takes all of us say no to racism. You know, whatever. we're going to get out there and fight that racism. We're all going to kneel. We're going to lock arms. It gets to be a little bit gratuitous, especially if you're paying tribute to Colin Kaepernick because, like, you know, I don't like him. Um, I'll give the NFL credit for this one. The Broncos and Giants played 20 years ago on September 10th, 2001. And whether you're from New York or not, you should probably realize that something pretty significant happened on September 11th, 2001. I would be shocked if there was not some sort of recognition of that. I highly doubt this was a coincidence. I think the NFL did this on purpose. Uh, now the, the the conferences have to align, right? The the NFC East plays the AFC West this year, so that had to line up. But having that game in New York and uh, and, and and doing that, in sort of a. I guess they're going to kind of pay tribute to what happened 20 years ago. I give I give the NFL credit for that. I really do. They got they got that one right. Bears and Rams will open up as the first Sunday night game. Um, that's a tall order for Justin Fields <laughs> if he wins the starting job there now. The Bears already announced Andy Dalton as QB1 in Chicago, but that was before the NFL draft. They now have Justin Fields. Either way, that is a tall order for a Bears team with a very stale offense. Um, and I, I I like Justin Fields. I think he could do well there. But week one, I guess the very hungry Rams team, probably the best defense in the NFL E, tough one and then ravens and raiders they put the with Ra- the raiders on monday night and that's a, that's a, that's an intriguing matchup too so i think the schedule for week one i'm not going to go over everything but i will tell you this if you plan on betting the games this year which is pretty much every single one of you you want to go over the schedule now you want to take a look at what spots uh set up for for a for a team or maybe set up against the team in other words is there a team that has to go from the west coast to the east coast back to the west coast in successive weeks are there spots where a team is playing three straight games on the road? Doesn't happen a lot in the NFL, but it's been proven to be very difficult. Obviously, and it depends on the team. Teams going from the West Coast to the East Coast and playing at 1 o'clock, that could be tough. Certain teams handle it just fine because of the preparation. Their coaches prepare them all week for the time change. Uh, it took a long time for the NFL teams to sort of get wise to that, but once they did, they sort of mitigated that whole thing. But there are different situations that set up well. I mean, who are the Rams playing the week after they play the Seahawks? You know do they have to travel into a place like Cleveland afterwards where they're going to have to get used to the weather and there's a time change and there's a long trip stuff like that you know what i mean i mean just just certain situations and if you know these situations you know them if you don't know them you should get to know them. And I'll go over, go over some of those as the season goes on and sort of talk about different spots setting up. People sometimes wonder, well, gee, how come how come the 49ers didn't show up in this game? Well, if you look at their schedule and you look at what they just went through and a couple of the injuries and stuff, people don't track injuries and they don't track the spots. I would say those are probably the two greatest factors in people getting their clocks cleaned when they're trying to bet the NFL. Simple as that. Um, also in the NFL, Urban Meyer is bringing Tim Tebow in as a tight end for the Jags what I think is a very fascinating move I don't get all the outcry except I do get the outcry the outcry is just politics that's what it is they're trying to compare this to a Colin Kaepernick situation Colin Kaepernick has no desire to play in the NFL simple as that everything he does points to that and supports what I just said all the way down to that goofy uh that that fiasco that farce of a tryout a couple summers ago we all know what he was doing. Okay, he's playing games. He changed the venue at the last minute. Most of the team said, The hell with this. We don't have time for this. He wants to be a martyr. He is playing a character. He is a political mascot. That's what he is. He has never stopped being paid from Nike. He now is releasing a book about abolishing the police, which is interesting because he has a penthouse in Tribeca and New York City just decided they're going to add a shitload more money to the police budget. So the def- defund the police thing is actually going the wrong way for certain people. And that's just how it is. So Colin Kaepernick is nothing more or less than, than a, a, a character that we've seen many, many times in politics lately. And that is a grifter who basically specializes in racial tension and racial division and screaming oppression while he gets rich. Not you. He gets rich. You don't get to get rich. He gets to get rich by telling you how oppressed he is. Okay? And people still fall for this? Hey, no problem. They're not really falling for it. They've just taken a side. They just have an allegiance to a certain brand of politics, and that's what it is. Tim Tebow hasn't been in the league for a while because Tim Tebow, and this is to his detriment, he decided he was going to be an NFL quarterback. If he had done this, let's say, 9, 10 years ago, Tim Tebow would probably still be in the league. There's no question he's a good enough football player to be in the NFL. Could he be a Taysom Hill type? Absolutely. Now, Taysom Hill's probably got a better arm, but he could absolutely be that type of player. He plays a little tight end. He could play a little fullback, probably put him in a running back, obviously have some gadget plays in there for him. He decided, I am a quarterback and I'm going to play quarterback. It's been my dream to play quarterback. And he was stubborn he was tim tebow was every bit as stubborn as a guy in the image league baseball i'll just bring up mark Teixeira because i saw it happen so many times where a team plays the shift and puts three in, infielders to the first base side of second base puts one guy on the entire left side and mark Teixeira would refuse refuse to learn how to hit the ball the other way oh i'm paid to hit home runs that's what i'm going to do so he'd hit one hoppers into the outfield grass okay he'd hit line drives on the right side of the infield but someone would snag it because everyone's there it was ridiculous refused to make an adjustment I hate to say this, but you know, at a certain point, just bunt down that side and they'll stop doing it. He refused to do it because of his ego, because his agent tells him, no, that's not what you do. That's not what you're paid to do. You're going to fuck up everything. If you notice in New York with the Yankees right now, two players, Aaron Hicks and John Carlos Stanton have actually been playing much better lately. You know why? Well, number one, maybe they focused on baseball instead of other things, but number two, they have shortened up their swings and they've started trying to play baseball. Instead of trying to slug everything 500 feet, they're actually playing situational baseball. John Carlos Stanton hasn't been hitting a ton of home runs. He's been hitting home runs, but he's also been getting timely hits. You know why? Shortening up on a swing. Learning to take the ball the other way, okay, through through gaps in the infield. When you do stuff like that, you keep the defense honest. But these guys for years have been so stubborn in baseball, and it reminds me of Tim Tebow. You're just going against the grain. He could have been an NFL player. Absolutely could have been an NFL player. Just not as a quarterback. He just didn't have that much draw as a QB. I mean, as a college QB, he was a legend. He totally was. Now he wants to be a tight end and people have a problem with that. Why? I've heard the argument that he's 33. 33 is not old, number one. Number two, he's not an NFL 33. He hasn't taken an NFL hit in like eight or nine years. So that's a ridiculous, that's a preposterous argument. Mina Kimes from ESPN, who always... Always oh, just has really intriguing thoughts. Says, well, if Urban Meyer wants him around so bad, why not make him a coach? Because, Mina, he wants him around as a player. He thinks he can play. And I understand. Coaches have their guys. Coaches bring in guys. Coaches have favorites. Maybe he thinks he'll, be, he'll play a really good role as a leader. Maybe he'll be a good morale guy. But he also thinks he can play. Otherwise, he would bring him in as a coach. That's not even close to an argument. And it's the same goofiness that from the same people that want to push their wokeness and their their liberal agenda and somehow make Colin Kaepernick into some kind of victim. Like, everything that happens in the NFL has something to do with Colin Kaepernick. It doesn't. This one has nothing to do with the other. He's going to get a shot to play. And either Tim Tebow will make the team or he won't. And once he does, we'll see what happens. What do you care? They give rugby players a chance to play in the NFL. You got a problem with that. Antonio Gates is one of the best NFL players of all time One of the best tight ends of all time He's going to be a Hall of Famer Antonio Gates Where did he play college football? Go ahead and tell me I'll help you He didn't He played basketball at Kent State He actually initially went to Michigan State To play basketball and football Got there and Nick Saban goes Oh by the way uh, No basketball He's like what? Uh, No basketball, just football (laughs) Well if you had told me that coach I wouldn't be here And he transferred Didn't play college football Worked out pretty well for him so this whole argument to me is ridiculous. Not to mention the guys, we've had guys that have played quarterback in college and then they end up playing wide receiver in the NFL. Okay, so so not I mean, honestly, it's so disingenuous. it's just a bunch of phonies trying to take a shot at Tim Tebow. The bottom line is you don't like the guy because of what he stands for. You have a problem you got a problem with his religion, you got a problem with the fact that he's very open about Christianity and that's all there is to it. People are comparing the kneeling and everything. He used to get mocked I mean, constantly ridiculed for the stuff, for the the for the kneeling and for praying before the game. And he wasn't even the only guy to do it, but because he was such a larger-than-life character at Florida, because he was making it so, so uh, making such a statement with the religion, people went after him. I'll give you three guesses why that is. And I can think of a couple religions where if you went after those religions, the way you went after Tim Tebow and his religion, you'd never have a job again. I, I could totally talk about that. I don't care to, but I could. So give me a fucker. Don't tell me it's, 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 don't tell me that, that this is somehow unfair, that Kaepernick is some kind of activist hero. If you talked about what Tim Tebow has done off the football field, the way you talked about LeBron James and his one little school in Akron, you'd never stop talking. This guy has helped build hospitals in the Philippines, schools everywhere, multiple schools, multiple hospitals. Oh, LeBron, oh my God, LeBron, look what LeBron did for the kids of Akron. Okay, good for LeBron. But But how come he is some sort of deity And Tim Tebow is somehow someone you mock. You know why? Because of its religion. That's what it is. 53 guys on an NFL roster. There's 32 players. There's 32 teams in the league. Excuse me. I think it'll be okay. Okay? I really really don't think that you guys have this much of an issue with Tim Tebow from a football standpoint. In fact, I'm positive. Lastly, a sport that totally needs more controversy. (laughs) And that is horse racing where the Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, Tested positive for a banned substance after the race. And the way this works is you test the horses, and then it takes a certain amount of time to get the test results back. I'm not sure. I guess they must test them before and after the race. But you test them. I think they test them post-race. They got to test them pre-race. And they test them post-race, and it takes a few days to get it back, and it comes back like a week later, and he had too much of a certain, you know, medication in his blood or urine or whatever, and that's it. So now they're going to run a second test. If he tests positive for the second test, that's it. And it's not like they're giving him a second test. Then what they do is they take a sample and they split it into two. They test one sample. If that comes back positive, they test the second sample just to make sure something didn't go wrong with the test the first time. If that happens, he vacates the win. Now, as gamblers, that, that, that has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Once that race is declared official, that's it. And the tickets cash the way they cash. So now you got people, yes, you've got people that won the Kentucky Derby because of maybe some, some rule breaking, some bad behavior. OK, something like, you know, whatever you want to call it, dancing around the rules. Yes, you do. But you also have people that now are going to say, I got screwed. I would have had the exacta. I might have had the trifecta. Oh, my God, you know how much money I would have? That would have been life changing. Holy God, I would have had the winner. I don't care if it's a $10 win ticket. I don't care if it's somebody that would have hit the superfecta for 25, 30 grand, maybe maybe 100 grand. That does happen in the derby because you got a huge field, a couple, a couple bombs in there and you just do the math. That's just how it is. You are going to alienate people because of this. The other problem is now, if he vacates that win, which it looks all but certain he's going to, there is no Triple Crown. There is no Triple Crown. So now you got the Preakness. The Preakness is basically it's just sandwiched right between the Belmont, which could be the big one for the Triple Crown, and the Derby, which is big no matter what. And then you got got the, the, the Preakness sandwiched right in there. It's in Baltimore. It's kind of a dumpy track, obviously a dumpy town. Not all of it, I know. The places by the water are real nice. Good luck walking six blocks west, but that's okay. Never mind all that. No one's ever seen The Wire. Go ahead. It's a beautiful city. We love it. Camden Yards, that's about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Preakness is basically a huge party in the infield. And you know what? Hopefully, the Kentucky Derby winner wins the Preakness for the sake of horse racing. Then you got three weeks of buildup until the Belmont. Now you're talking about a week before the Preakness, and there's no there's no triple crown uh, campaign now? You got to be kidding me. This is the worst possible thing. And as for Bob Baffert, He's come up with more stories. I swear to God. I mean, it's, it's it's worse than listening to OJ. I mean, I, I, I honestly, it's terrible. First, first, he said that he has no idea what happened, and he's going to get to the bottom of it. Then he said that a groom, someone who's job us to take care of the horses, must have taken a leak near the horse on some hay. Then the horse ate the hay, and that's how he got the medication. Then he said they gave an ointment or a cream and rubbed the horse with it, and that was in there. And then when, we, when it became clear that nobody was buying any of these stories, he just started speaking through his lawyer. Always a good sign when a thoroughbred trainer only talks about the horse through his attorney. My God. As far as the Derby is concerned, or Churchill Downs, or anybody, basically, they got they this can't happen again. What they should do is test these horses the week before when they get there and say, listen, if you want to run in the Derby, you got to be on the property by Sunday. I don't care where you're coming from or what it is. You have to get here by Sunday. You don't like it, don't run. And then everything that horse does is basically observed and under surveillance. You give a test on Sunday so that the results come back on Friday, and you can, you can figure out who's allowed in the race and who's not allowed in the race instead of this because this is just a disaster. You've got, you've got people now who wager on this race who think they should have won. You've got people, yes, you've got people who, who won who should have lost. But someone always wins. Make no mistake about it. Somebody always wins in the Derby, and then they're turned on to the sport. That's how that works. So someone's going to win anyway, but someone doesn't always feel like they're cheated. And you can't have your marquee event every single year end up tainted. And a couple years ago, you had a disqualification, but that was okay. That wasn't someone doing something wrong or even doing something intentional necessarily. Okay, there was a bad ride. The the guy had to get taken down. The horse had to get taken down. And that's what happened. And that, that caused a lot of controversy, but it also caused a lot of buzz around the sport. This isn't good buzz. And there's cheating everywhere. Yes, we understand that. Okay, people cheating. the Astros cheated. People have been cheating with with banned substances in Major League Baseball for year for years. They continue to do it. You have dirty officiating, especially in low level college basketball. Yes, it happens, and it definitely happens in horse racing especially at lower level tracks. Tracks you've never heard of. You've never heard of Rotoma Park probably or Penn National, okay, or, or Yakima Downs. I have, I'll give you three guesses why, but a lot of you haven't. And it's not gonna matter when it's $5,000 claimers on a Thursday night and all of a sudden some 11 to one shot goes wire to wire and wins by 12 lengths. And everyone's like, boy, that's odd. Yeah, of course it's odd. And if you think it's bad with thoroughbreds, you should hear what goes on with the trotters, okay? But that's not really going to make a difference. The people who go to those race tracks are largely considered track bumps, This is the Kentucky Derby. This is mint juleps. This is big derby hats. This is guys in top hats and suits and ties. Aaron Rodgers is there. Okay, Tom Brady is there. It's a big deal. It's a big event. You can't have cheating. And as for Bob Baffert, this keeps coming back to him. This keeps happening. If horse racing really cares about this stuff, the next time a trainer is caught giving a horse a banned substance, he won't be suspended for a hot 14 days the way Oaklawn Park suspended Bob Baffert a little while back the guy will be suspended for a year. Right now, Bob Baffert's not allowed to enter horses at Churchill Downs. Simple as that. So horse racing needs to clean up bottom line because when it comes down to it, it is a sport that revolves around gambling. And if you haven't noticed, you can gamble a lot of different ways right now okay fans do not need horse racing horse racing needs the fans and that's just how it is and that is all the time we got this week on the air attack thanks for joining us make sure you check out facebook.com slash the air attack also follow me on twitter and on soundcloud at bc AK, the man follow the show on twitter at air attack radio and remember the air attack with bc the man can be heard on apple podcasts on spotify and the anchor app subscribe and share today let's close it out tonight with lace here's checkmate i am bc the man i will see you guys next week on the air attack
1: My plan, out this whole nation I've been rhyming and grinding To be shining like diamonds Ups and down through the struggle But it just made me tougher. tougher Just made me smaller different statements. <laughs> So, I need a icy wrist. I need the big whips that come with the business. Y'all know the business, and y'all know what is this. I'm dropping that hot shit to show y'all I got this. A lot of y'all be grinding, but not many like this. That's why y'all like this. That's why y'all feel me. Most people will love me. Maybe someone kill me. Either way, this the real me. Situations change, but I'ma still be. Listen. I don't pay my dues, I don't put in my time, not a game is mine. Brand. Yeah, this the new me, baby, you will world wow.